0: The following is a production of differentbrains.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today, we have the pleasure of speaking again with one of the nation's leading epilepsy advocates, himself has epilepsy, the author of Under Siege, Epilepsy in the Open, Tom McGranahan. Tom, welcome to Exploring Different Brains again. Thank you so much for
1: being here. You're quite welcome. Thank you for having me, being part of it.
0: What's the biggest single thing you want to tell people with epilepsy or parents of children with epilepsy or anybody who's watching this or listening to this or reading this, what do you want them to know?
1: I want them to know they don't have, any, the main thing we have control over is our attitude. We don't have control over our surroundings, our family, our body. We have control over our attitude. You must keep the positive attitude. Specifically, we live better than any other people ever lived on this planet. How many other people had medicines for their epilepsy for generations ago? No one. we got so much Going for so many more people more knowledgeable. The medical field is way ahead. Society, of course, is behind as normal. But there's so much plus to life. Stay positive and think your best and do your best. Not let epilepsy's fear take you over.
0: What are some of the biggest myths, the biggest fallacies? Like, you go speak all around the country. You're one of the best-known advocates for epilepsy. Your book, Under Siege, Epilepsy in the Open, is, is really a terrific work. What you say in the foreword is the complete control of one's consciousness is a priceless treasure. And I, like most every kid, had more or less taken mine for granted, but after epilepsy exploded into my life, that 100% control of my consciousness was taken away. Can you expound upon that?
1: It's very humbling. It makes you realize you really don't have the last say in the matter. It can be taken away from you, and you won't be here. It is just so humbling, but at the same time, it makes you realize to have faith, not to let the fears get to you. Stay strong, smile, and thank the Lord for another day. I don't try to get too religious, excuse me. But it's something that is an important factor. I I went to a seminary for two and a half years, then decided, no, I want to get married. (laughs) Didn't want to be a priest. Found out later, my dad went to a seminary. I didn't know that ahead of time. I'm so glad he didn't become a priest. And then I have three aunts who were nuns. I come from an Irish Roman Catholic background. And so I think more of God. And it's something that, when you come close to dying, it's you better appreciate your gift of life. I'm sure everybody does. One thing I've heard people say is nobody speaks to Jesus till the are ready to die. Then they'll go, Jesus, Jesus, at the last minute. But the gift of life, just getting up and seeing the sunshine and being able to walk and get around is a treasure. It is an absolute treasure. But sadly, how some people get so caught up in their everyday life, they don't see that, which I more than understand. If I didn't have epilepsy, I'd be thinking just like them, like, uh, who won the game last night? Uh, What's the latest on the weather? So forth, so on.
0: What are some of the fallacies and myths that you feel strongly about that our audience should know about?
1: First off, don't put anything in anybody's mouth when they're having a seizure. I even talked to a gentleman who was a college professor. He was telling that to me at one time. I had to help him straighten him out on it. Someone has a seizure, it's just a short circuit. Our body runs on electricity. So let them have the seizure. Just help them down. Let them have that short circuit, can't stop it. Only if the short circuit continues on or longer than five, three four, five minutes, then call an ambulance. Nowadays it costs 500 dollars for an ambulance ride. And if you have epilepsy, you're very likely unemployed without much money. And that's very, very costly. And if you see somebody have a seizure, keep calm. They're just like you, not any different. Let them wake up and let them go on with their life. Don't get fearful
0: about it. Well, as an MD with a, who does not have a great knowledge of this stuff, as I'm an orthopedic surgeon by training, I would disagree with the first one with, I say, call for help right away. Because I'd rather be out some money than uh, have guessed wrong on what was wrong with the individual. But that's just my opinion. And I understand what you're saying. Um, it amazes me in writing the book Asper Tools, how as I learn more about neurodiversity, whether it's bipolar, epilepsy, Alzheimer's, autism, Asperger's, misophonia, which I had no idea what it was till we interviewed Jennifer Joe Brout, which is when sounds, not only you're hypersensitive to them, but body sounds like chewing and breathing, light up your amygdala, and you want to. You want to do something, you know what I mean? But um, with with all of these different things, it amazes me, like you just, off the top of your head, said some of the tools that you use, which are, help not only every kind of different brain, but every kind of different body, heart, longevity, health, which is, well, you want to eat a good diet, you want to get regular exercise, you want to get enough sleep, you wanna get rid of your stress, whether the way you get rid of your stress is through spirituality or however you do it. Um, You have to have faith. I mean, all of these things. What are some of the more specific tools you might give our audience, those of us in the audience who might have a seizure disorder, tools that they can
1: really use? The main tool they can use is their attitude. What I mean by that is the doctors will do a fantastic job, same with the medicines, to help to physically control the seizures in the bodies and the functions of, that, of your body. But your attitude decides your fate. You need to wake up with a smile, you need to move ahead, and, not, and have some goals set up. Decide, okay, I'm going to finish college. I want to take in this field and that field, and work for yourself. Think confident. Be positive of yourself. When people find out how you have epilepsy, they walk away from you. I found out the secret is to talk to people, bring it up this way, instead of saying I have epilepsy, tell them that you know somebody who has epilepsy. You're not lying, you're telling the truth, you know somebody who has epilepsy. That way they'll speak to you. They'll go, oh my goodness, they'll open up and talk. People are still so scared of epilepsy. Why? As I've had different thoughts on it. I even put that in the book about, like you shared, We keep control of our body, but then we lose control when we die. It's the only time when you lose control, so to speak, when you die. So people see somebody losing control, it makes them think of the end. I don't know. Getting the feedback, but don't tell anybody you have epilepsy. Just talk about it. And the new millennial generation is better understanding it, since they've been better taught what to do if somebody has one. They play it down like, what's the big deal? But the older generation is still in the background with no information on it, no education, so what can be expected? Well, that's what we're trying to
0: change here at Different Brains too, just as you are as well. I would like the President of the United States to wear a T-shirt that says, my brain is different. Like, so what? It works different. Uh, Whether someone has OCD or ADHD or Asperger's or whatever, and we give, as a society, we should give people the help they need to maximize their independence, their productivity, their happiness. But we got to get rid of this stigma that, uh, oh my goodness, we, we really we can't uh, talk about this. We can't uh, come out of the closet, so to speak, and say, hey, I have epilepsy, or I have Asperger's, or I have bipolar, or I'm, I am bipolar, or I have schizophrenia. Um, keep an eye on me while I'm working here and doing a good job and everything and be positive. That yeah. I would applaud you for because the positive nature of choices you make is your choice to make. In epilepsy, which is easy for us, like myself who does not have epilepsy, I have other issues but not epilepsy, um, to not be able to empathize with that loss of control you describe so eloquently. You're just not in control, and it's it's tough. It's tough. Um,
1: yes, it is. That but country, You got to laugh at it. You got to laugh at it. Well, you can't let it bother you. you what, what good is it going to do if you get bothered by it? Yeah. I've got the one funny one I have to share with you. about the time my wife, this is this happened. We were together at the apartment complex, <clears throat> the third floor apartment. I carried her up three flights of stairs. We get to, we got married put it down, couldn't find my keys, had to go outside. What the heck do I do? What do I do? And I went up climbing up the balconies in a white tuxedo <laughs> to get back in there, <laughs> to open the door, and carry her through the door again. <laughs> I didn't count the months, but I think it was over a year later. It was a Friday night. I got home like right at four or so. And I said, I better, you know, straighten up a little bit, clean up, this and that. She'd be home by five, blah, blah, blah. So I go do that. I go take a shower. And I'm coming out of the shower, and I end up... Uh, closing the door. I go, why am I closing my All of a sudden, I looked. The door was brown. I go, what's brown? I close it. All of a sudden, I wake up. I locked myself out of my apartment naked. The third floor apartment around 4.30 in the afternoon, right? I just had a seizure. I was like, what, what, what? Complex partial. I ran downstairs to hide in the laundry room. I said, Tom, do that, do that. I go downstairs to do that, and the door's locked. For the first time ever. We've been there for five years. The door's locked. Anyhow, I looked out quickly, went outside, and I remembered climbing up that balcony before. So I ended up climbing up the balcony. I got back upstairs. My wife asked me, What's going on? What happened? She came home, she could tell I was kinda of with her. I was kinda of upset. I told her what happened, she said, Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you call me? And I had a good line, I was quiet for a second, then I said, You know, you're right. I should've jogged down to the seven eleven, bummed the quarter, they given giving you a call. <laughs> this happened back in the nineties. That's when it was You know, cell phones like that. Anyway, I look at the irony of that being the best dressed I've ever been to being the least dressed I've ever been climbing. That's the only two times I climbed those balconies. Point being, you got to look at life and smile at it. You got to laugh at it. You got to move with it and not be, you can't let it get you down. I know some people can't help that. Like you said, different brains, different chemicals, different things happen. Our brains will get, our depressions, our attitudes can get so impacted by different factors of life. But again, I'll say the exercising. i got to be an athlete. Doing the exercising helps you get out some of that energy, helps you feel better, helps your body get better. If I wasn't a good athlete, I couldn't have survived all those falls I took. Tell our audience
0: some of the most important things. I know you've recited a lot of them already, but is there in in this book, for those of our audience who want to buy, Under Siege, Epilepsy in the Open, what will they find in this book, in your
1: voice? Uh, Well, one of the nice things about it is there's 65 quotes in it. About 35 to 40 of them are from well-known sources, like the World Health Organization, National Council on Aging, and Parade Magazine, Time Magazine, defining what epilepsy is about. For example, a lot of people get epilepsy when they get older. Why? The human body, as we all know, will get older, starts to get old, and it can't function as it used to. That's why more people will get epilepsy, because the brain is now not in high gear, and it's been the scar tissue, time changes, and electricity flow cannot normally go through it. And that's what caused the epilepsy. And it's the main reason I wrote the book, it was informational book, and also inspirational, informational because nobody knows what epilepsy is. They just had the fears of it being possessed by the devil, the movies, the commercialization of the epilepsy. It was like, oh, they're possessed. They are seized. They don't have any control of themselves. It's such a demeaning aspect. But it's not. You're still the same person. That's just one part of the physical aspect that's not working properly. I mean, it's not a broken leg. It's not a broken finger. It's not all kinds of There's so many different variations to people's health. It's just one of the many variations. And I could go on and on, I suppose, excuse me, but I like keeping it simple. Epilepsy is just the neurological aspect of how the body functions. It's not a big deal. You just try to get yourself in shape and go with it. Play it down. Don't let fear take you. How do people find
0: out more about you, Tom?
1: I wish I knew. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Can they
0: look look you up
1: online? uh... Yes, I'm sorry. I got a website called Epilepsy in the Open. That's my little website. I got somebody helping me do it. And there's uh, more websites like epilepsy.com. That's the biggest one in the nation now. Epilepsy Foundation of America is involved with them too. And it's something that will give you all all around places of it and give you more websites to go to to check into it more so. Epilepsy is not hard to understand. It's, a line. it's not hard to understand it at all. The hard part of it is not the physical part as much as the social, economical, community-wise. It's something that is hard to describe because it varies from person to person as it is. But epilepsy, the main problem is, I think I put this in the book, when I was a smaller kid, people give me a hard time. I had to be the big guy. And people were nice to me. Well, I'm still the same person. <laughs> My body's bigger. And when I started having seizures, nobody said anything. I said, oh, okay, these are older people. They understand it better. They know it better. No, they didn't want me to smack them. <laughs> That's why they didn't make fun of me. I went, aha. They did it. Earlier they did it because they knew I couldn't smack them and hurt them. They made make fun of me, but I got bigger. They realized we better not do this. This guy might come back at us. And you just find things out. As we get older, we find things out a little more in depth, but it's an epilepsy can happen to anybody. The main thing is don't let it worry you. Well. That wraps up another
0: episode of Exploring Different Brains. We've had the pleasure of speaking with Tom McGranahan, the author of Under Siege, Epilepsy in the Open, the epilepsy advocate, the man who walks the walk as well as talks the talk. Thank you so much for being with us here at Different Brains.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much, Jackie.
0: For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.